Welcome into this week's edition of the Optic Sports Podcast. Uh, this week, it's uh, it's really Raton week again for uh, for Las Vegas. We uh, I have I bring Phil Shear, the Optic Sports editor, the man who makes all things happen at the Las Vegas Optic. Uh, we recap the West Raton game, what our thoughts, takeaways were, and what it means going forward, mainly for the Dons. And then uh, Robertson, they travel up to Raton tomorrow night, Friday night. Um, so we talk, you know, what we expect from that game, a little preview of that, what the what the Cardinals are going to need to do if they want to they want to come out on top in that one. A really great week of foot, really great week of football here once again for the uh, for Las Vegas. We have uh, Robertson, like we said, going to Raton. West uh, coming off a loss last week against Raton. They go to Dexter, who's another top ten team in the state. That's a that's a, a resume opportunity for the Dons. Looking forward to see how they respond to some adversity. Really, the first time they face some adversity this season. So, looking forward to seeing how they respond to that. So, without further ado, we'll jump right into the podcast here. And live from the uh, secret Las Vegas Optic Studios, we have Phil Shear joining us on the show today. Phil, glad to have you back on. Glad to be here, Gabe. Been a couple weeks. It's uh, good to be back. Good to be talking some high school football again. Yeah, no, it's always good to have high school football. We talked about it last time we were on the show and how much we were looking forward to uh, district play, and now we're kind of right in the heart of it. It began in... District 2, 3A last week. Uh, the big one was West Las Vegas against Raton. And now this week, Robertson, uh, they head up to Raton to take on the Tigers. Currently ranked number two in the coaches poll. One of the, uh, you know, from what I've seen, you know, definitely one of the uh, one of the favorites to claim the state title and, well, the district title as well. Right. I mean, well, those are almost one in the same this year, <laughs> the way that the uh, district has played for... Uh, for you know St. Mike's and Raton, Robertson, West, you know it's a gonna be a fight to the finish the whole way through the district, and whoever does come out on top, and honestly, runner up, will have a very good chance at uh, the state championship this year. I mean, heck, even whoever finishes third and fourth in that district, I've been fortunate enough where I've been able to have solid conversations with all the big four coaches. I mean, obviously Leroy and Adrian here in town, I talked to on a semi-daily basis basically at this point right um but you know i've been able to have you know pretty good conversations with all the coaches and they all respect um they all respect the challenges that await in this district and they all respect that hey this is a like raton last week they beat west and it was the kind of the feeling was hey if we want to achieve our ultimate goal of the of the blue trophy there's a very real possibility we're going to face these dudes again and that, and I even in the West, uh, in the West locker room after the game, that was, you know, that that's something that Adrian and I had talked about. Where there's, yeah, that there's a there's a chance you see them down the road, and if you don't see them, you're gonna be seeing someone like them if yeah. you want to achieve the ultimate goal of a state championship. So that's what makes this district so fun. Is you get, you know, at least in the three A class, probably the highest level of football you're going to get. Um, and then you're, you're seeing potential playoff matchups and these are teams that are going to match up, you know, more than one time. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, but we can go ahead and jump in the, what we thought we were both there at the West Raton game. Mm-hmm. You spent the entire game on the sidelines. I went, 
up to the box for a bit to go be nice and cozy, but then uh, <laughs> then things got pretty fun down there. So I decided yeah. I wanted to I decided I wanted to go back down. But I was it, it was it was a close game. It was a fun game. It was it was an interesting one. What were your my takeaways? I kind of wrote an article earlier this week. But what were kind of your takeaways in that one? My takeaways are that you know West's youth kind of showed itself for the first time across the board this season and that was you know line play you know skill play, skill positions on defense they had lapses that they haven't had in the past and it's because they faced a level of competition they just haven't faced previously this season and it was a team that kept fighting I mean they fought the entire game they're clearly a talented group and it was just Raton just had a level of physicality that they weren't used to and it's a level of physicality that they're going to face throughout district play mm-hmm. and uh you know, I saw a team that was trying to get to that next level, and they're still working to get there. And Raton has clearly already hit that level that they need to be at. Yeah, one thing. So, you know, covering you know sports in Vegas, every, everything I write is pretty much from a Vegas angle. But something from the Raton angle. I know the final score was fourteen to seven, but I thought it was very impressive for Raton. I thought the win was impressive because when you're able to not play your best game. And for Raton, that was probably their C game. Yeah. And I, th- and I think West, part of the reason it was their C game is because West is the best team they've played this year. Yes. So they that was the first time they had really been in a dogfight like that. Um, but that was not the best game Raton played. It wasn't the best game West had played either. But for Raton, they threw an interception in West territory. They fumbled inside their own 25. Yeah. They missed a short field goal. And to have all that go against you, and you're still able to walk away on the road with a win over a very good team. Yeah. Uh, with all of that going against you, that for me that was very impressive from Raton. So I was impressed with what I saw, and I was impressed with. I thought the story of the game was uh, the 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 linebacker number one Matthew Qualitary, if I'm saying that last name right. Um, he I thought he was the um, you know I've called Damian Gallo was the first, second, and third option, and you know it was it was a team effort on the Raton defense as far as shutting him down, but I. Matthew Qualitary was the biggest factor in that at 6'3", 215, being able to run and, you know, just kind of shadow him, just mirror him everywhere he goes. That yeah. that was what was most impressive to me. I'm not sure there's a team in the state that has another athlete like that. Yeah, no, and it was, you know, you talk about that from the Raton perspective. They very clearly came in with a game plan, and they executed their game plan against the West offense. Just like we can recognize that Damian Gallegos is the first, second, and third option, so can every other team. And the question is going to be moving forward in district play, who's the fourth option, and how does that person step up? And I know that's something Adrian Gonzalez talked about You know, when you talk to him, is that they need somebody else to step up to take some of the attention away from Damian. It's never going to be all the attention. He's still going to be the main focal point for any team they play the rest of the season, but there has to be an escape route. There has to be, you know, there has to be an emergency exit, so to speak, where you go to that person whenever Damien can't get it going mm-hmm. on the ground. And mm-hmm. they, and Raton was able to exploit the fact that currently that person has not yet stepped up. Yeah, I, th- I think that person is going to end up being Jaden V. Hill. Uh, as far, I mean, you know, we, we know who C.J. Pereira is being the quarterback, mm-hmm. but, he, you know, he's more of a pocket passer than he is a runner. He has had some success running this year, but his best attribute is throwing the ball, um, and that's when he's at his best. Um, but as far as skill position, Jaden Hill is the guy, and he's had, he's had big games throughout the season. He's had big moments. Not his best game. Uh, I mean, for anybody for West, not anyone's right. best game. 
um, against Raton, and part of that is because Raton is really good. So mm-hmm. not a lot of people are going to have their best game against Raton. It's not really a knock. Yeah. Um, but that I, I Jaden Vihill is a person I expect to step up. Josh Gonzalez uh, for West, a senior receiver, he had a big catch in the game as well. I actually like some of the adjustments West made coming out of halftime on offense that first series mm-hmm. when they started going five wide and really spreading it out. I think that was the most success they had yeah. in the game. Um, but there were just not a lot of not a lot of answers to be found against Raton. And there were some missed opportunities. There were there were some missed opportunities there as well. Um, I thought I talked to Adrian about this after the game, and he didn't. You know, they did have another opportunity after it, so he didn't play up this moment too much. But in my opinion, when they had recovered that fumble after Raton got gets inside the West twenty five, Damian Gallegos forces the fumble, and West is able to recover it. I thought that. You know, because Damien, it looked like might have gone out of the game there. It looked like yeah. he had gotten hurt. And I, when he came off the field, I'm like, oh, man, is I don't think – like, I, I was texting people, updating yeah. them. I said, I don't think he's going back into this game. I think yeah. he's done. And then two plays later, he's right back yeah. in the game, which was crazy. Um, but when he, you know, and this was after that, he forces that fumble and it felt like West had all the momentum cause it felt like their guy was out and then he's yeah. back in and he makes a huge play and they had had a good third quarter and it's like, all right, this is a moment you can take over the game and it just didn't, yeah. they just never happened for him. Yeah, no. And it, you know, that is going to happen with a young team that's, you know, unable to take care, take advantage of momentum shifts like that is an example of a team that just hasn't been in that spot before. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they're going to learn from, you know, they're going to learn from the, the ad, you know, the adverse conditions that they faced against Raton and it'll teach them once they get into the other tough district games, it's just, it's going to require them to, you know, how do they recover this week? You know? Yeah. What's the? How do they come back from a game where they didn't get to do what they want to do? Yeah. Because previously this season, basically whatever they called worked. I mean, that's base. You know, for most of the season, it has been. You know, they haven't faced a team that is good enough to keep up with them on the scoreboard, and then they couldn't run the ball at will last week, and they didn't have the answer for that immediately. Maybe they have that answer now. Maybe. You know, maybe they found another wrinkle that, like you talked about when they went five wide. Maybe they found some more wrinkles that they can exploit in other teams. And you know, I think that the most important thing for West is going to be how they come back. Yeah, and that's one. Th- there was one quote, and I used it in my article when I kind of recapped the game. There, with Adrian said, "We need to learn how to lose as much as we need to learn how to win." And that was something that you know I had a on the record conversation with him, and then I had a, another conversation with him. Um, and one of the things we talked about, I'm not going to divulge too much, was that this was a tough game, and they needed to learn how to play in these tough games. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, this is a learning experience. And like I said earlier, teams, teams like that, you might play down the road. If West wants to win a state championship, uh, you're probably going to have to play Raton. You're probably going to have to beat them. Yeah. Like, and that, and that is their goal as a state championship. And yeah. They, there's a chance they're good enough to do that. And this, and. We t- we talked about it. it's a young team. Um, it is a really young team. And when I had Adrian on the show, he had, last week he said with uh, with CJ being a freshman quarterback, it's he has played really well. He had played really well up to that point. Not his, you know, not that he was just atrocious or anything, but it no. definitely wasn't his best game. No, um, he, you know, I kind of stand by my comment where I said he looked like a freshman quarterback, and it was the first time he looked like a freshman quarterback all year. And, but and it's okay to look like yeah. a freshman quarterback. It, yeah. There is no expectation internally or externally that the Las Vegas, West Las Vegas Dons were going to go 
40 and 0 in the regular season during CJ Perea's four years at quarterback. Yeah. That is not the expectation. The players are allowed to lose a game yeah. and it doesn't diminish the fact that they're good players. Yeah. And you know, it it's an important learning process for it, players in any sport yeah. to learn how to come back after you lose yeah. a game. Hey, and every Tom Brady Super Bowl season, he has a loss. So that's right. <laughs> there you go. But no, it's uh, but it it was a learning experience, and I thought you said it really well. Where it was the first time this year where they called plays and it sometimes didn't work because it was you know I, some of their some errors got exposed. They had a lot of margin for error in a lot of games where maybe in the past they didn't block up a play perfectly, but against a lower level of competition, Damian's just able to break three tackles and break right. off a big run against Raton that wasn't happening you know they were they were meeting them in the backfield they were meeting them at the line of scrimmage there was no there was no cutback lanes you know right. he'd see the hole would be crowded in the middle he so he tried to bounce it outside or he tried to hit a cutback on the backside and there's three more white jerseys right there so it it was a tough night for their offense and yeah it's a little bit back to the drawing board and it's a little and you know it's kind of okay we got to figure out uh you know we it was for the first time all year they're they're, it, they had been stopped. Yeah. So now it's, okay, what's the adjustment to this? And I trust that Adrian has, you know, there's more than one dimension to their offense, and they're going to get better as the year goes on. And they're still, they still have, you know, four games left in the season. Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they develop, and I fully expect to see them in the playoffs. And they have an opportunity this week to, you know, kind of make a statement of their own. They're playing a... They're playing Dexter on. Um, they're playing Dexter tomorrow night. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, they're playing Dexter Friday night. Uh, going out, I think they're ranked currently number seven, six or seven in the coaches' poll right now. And that's a every team. I've, every coach I talk to about Dexter, first thing they say, they got a kid who can absolutely fly. <laughs> they got a kid who is incredibly fast. So it sounds like West defense will have their hands full. I mean, they only allowed fourteen points against uh, as great as Caden Walton played uh, yeah. for Raton, and he played really, really well. Um, it's uh, you know West going to have their hands full on defense, and we'll see if the offense can get back on track. And I'm curious to see what uh, what West looks like this week, and then going forward as they still yeah. have. You know St. Mike's, and of course the crosstown rival Robertson on the schedule. And now a transition here. Robertson does travel to Raton this week. I, this is one I'm excited for because I, I these teams are almost mirror images of each other stylistically. So I'm very curious to see kind of what gives and how this game plays out over the co course of four quarters. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if. It's a very similar game to what we saw last week on the scoreboard. I mean, it's two teams who like to do a lot of the same things in terms of grinding their opponents into the ground, and you're not seeing a lot of high-flying offense mm -hmm. on either side. It's very much, you know, they both want to run the football. That's mm -hmm. very clearly what they want to do. And, you know, maybe there's no turnovers and maybe it's 21-14, but it might be 14-7. Like, I wouldn't be surprised either way because I mm -hmm. think – good defenses and a good running game on both sides and I don't think that's a recipe for a high scoring ball game. Yeah, I think one thing about Raton and this is everyone I've talked to about Raton, this is what I always say is the thing about them is they they're not just big, but they're big and athletic. They have big bodies who can move and there is not a ton of size just in especially in the 3A level in New Mexico high school football so when you got big dudes that can run mm -hmm. you got big athletic guys that's just going to create problems naturally and Raton has a lot of big athletic guys 
Um, and they know, talking to Leroy this week, he speaks highly of the coaching staff over there. They're, he says they're going to be prepared. They know what they're doing. And he knows they're in for a, he called it a knockdown, drag out fight coming up they got this week. And I'm, you know, I think that's what it's going to be. I People, you know, people ask me, who's going to win, Robertson or Raton? I said, Robertson can beat Raton. Raton can also beat Robertson. Yeah. This is not a – it's not an easy game to kind of pick. I, I like what you said. On the scoreboard, it's probably going to look very similar to this week, a 14-7, a 17-10, a, a Robertson had a 12-7 win over Riodoso three or four weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it, the score ends up something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a very defensive game. I think Robertson – Robertson's defense, I think, is a little bit better than West, especially at this point in the year. I think they'll do a better job containing Caden Walton. Not that it'll be easy to. He, you know, a better job containing him is holding him to 160 yards rushing, which is still right. a really good day for that running back. So right. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a game. There, that's yeah. that's a heck of a challenge. And this, yeah. I mean, the thing I would say is that you know they likely will do a slightly better job keeping him in under control, but. The thing that they will have, that Raton will have working in their favor, is I very much doubt that they'll have the turnovers they had last week. Yeah. You know, and that is going to, you know, that's what kept them off the scoreboard at least a couple times in the game against West is that they turned the ball over in scoring position a couple times. So, you know, maybe you don't give up the runs, but maybe you don't have the turnovers. And it might come down to some fourth down stops. It might come down to missed field goals. You know, those are, those might be the, breaks that Robertson has as opposed to the fumbles and the interceptions that Wes got last week. Yeah, game within the game thing I'm kind of looking at here is, and you, you, I'm sure you remember this, you were right there on the field for the game, thought Raton, their best play that they ran, and they ran it several times, out of the pistol set when they'd toss it to Caden Walton. Mm-hmm. They'd line up everyone, and they'd toss it, they'd line up everyone on the right side, they'd toss yeah. it to them on the left. Um, and he, you know, and West could just never set that edge. And part of that is Walton's speed and Raton's pretty physical up front. Uh, that's something that Leroy talked about. He really respects how physical, physical they are. And Robertson's a team that takes pride in their physicality. So that this just all makes it a more fun game Mm -hmm. to look forward to, uh, and and eventually watch. Um, but that, that's a game within the game thing I'm looking for is how is Robertson, you know, you know, Leroy and I forget the. Robertson coaches or the Raton coaches name, but Leroy and them have gone back and forth for over a decade. Yeah, um, they they know each other. They know each other really really well. Um, so I I know Leroy watches every time I go talk to Leroy. He's on his iPad watching film in in his, in his office. So I know he watches film. So I know he's seen that play that I'm talking about. I wonder what he's. Uh, I wonder what defensive you know look shifts what you know, what they're going to do about that. Because that's the play that Wes just, every time Raton ran it, they just got a chunk run play out of it. Yeah. You know, they were able to, you know, when he ran inside, they were able to hold him, you know, two and three yard games. Mm-hmm. But he'd get on, when they ran that little toss play to him, he'd break off like 12 to 15 yard gains. And they ran it probably, you know, 10 times. So that's a, yeah. I'm very, that's kind of a game within the game thing. I'm very curious to see how Robertson yeah. defends that. Well, and it's, I think it's going to work both ways for both Robertson and West this season, depending on who plays which district opponent first. Because Adrian Gonzalez and Leroy Gonzalez know each other very well, and they know the type of personnel that they have and all these things. So when they see the opposite, you know, the other team struggle against something, they know how to exploit that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's something that Leroy might be able to fix this week. And 
you know, when when Adrian has to go against a district opponent that Leroy's already faced, he'll be able to so, take advantage so of those things. Actually, as well. the way the schedule works out this year, uh, the only district opponent Robertson sees before West is is uh, Indian School. So so Robertson is there by next week, and next week is when West plays St. Mike's, and then Leroy and yeah. Robertson get them the week after. So I, I like I like that little angle, and that's a, yeah. that's kind of an advantage for Robertson there because yeah. not just are Leroy and Adrian close; they were on the same coaching staff for many yeah. years, and they're still good friends now. And they talk, you know, they talk regularly, and I know they talk regularly because if I say something to yeah. Adrian or if I say something to Leroy, when I go talk to the other one the next day or later that same day, they're telling me what I told the other person. Yeah. So they're talking; they are in pretty constant communication. So it is a uh, that's a that's an, I never I didn't think about that but that's something that's pretty interesting with just how familiar they are with each other how familiar they are I mean even you know Coach Cavanaugh uh, Doug Cavanaugh the uh, West defensive coordinator he was on Leroy's staff over at Robertson before coming over the West so that's a yeah. uh, you know Leroy just knows that really really well and he's you know he'll have he'll have a game plan there but I'm I'm curious and I. You know, like you said, the the turnovers and some of this is, you know, it's tough to go on the road. Mm-hmm. And you know, West was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty good environment there at West on Friday night. Um, I have not been to a football game at Raton. From what I've heard, though, when they got it going over there, it's a pretty raucous place to play. Um, so that you know, battling the crowd noise, you know, mental errors, things like that, is something that could come into play for Robertson. And this is going to be, you know, they had a they had week one against Santa Fe High where they, you know, they got beat down a little bit, thirty four to eight, uh, by you know six A school upper level opponent. Uh, they played Riodoso a few weeks later. They were able to pass that test, winning twelve to seven. Now this is like the, you know, they've had a lot of blowouts yeah. other than those two games. A lot of lot of blowout wins. A lot of lot of lot of mercy rules. Uh, but now they're, this week it's a uh, it's a dogfight. It's one. It's it's a it's going to be a really tough contest. This is like the this is this, I said it for West last week. It's a measuring stick game for yeah. them. And I think this is the measuring stick game for Robertson as well. Is all right. Where where are we? You know how how right. close are we to you know state championships? The goal. This is. This is the opponent. This is the yeah. team. How how do we match up with them? And it's it's I'm yeah. really interested to see how this plays out. Yeah, no, and it will, you know, this will this game between Robertson and Raton will clearly have a big impact on the coaches poll and honestly the playoff seating moving forward, you mm-hmm. know. Whoever wins that game is likely the number two team in the state come next week. And they get and they'll get a shot at number one in due time. Yeah. So, you know, this will this will probably determine who is the you know number two team currently, and then that you know Robertson or Raton versus St. Mike's will probably determine who the number one seed ends up being in three A football this year. So. And three way tie in that district is not rolled out of the equation there for any of those four teams because no. you know if West goes and runs the table ends with one loss, I mean we can we we can display we can display a game here. Let's say. Uh, Robertson beats you know Raton this weekend. Raton runs the table from there, and then West beats Robertson last week of the season. Well, you got three teams that are three and one. You know, yeah. or what, would it be three and one? Yeah, three yeah. and one at the top of that district. Then that you know this all comes into play. So that that that's like like the three out four way tie would be incredibly hard to achieve. Yeah. Uh, but a three way tie scenario is kind of what I'm not so secretly rooting for here as someone who just loves the yeah. loves the chaos. Um, and I want to see you know I, what I'm just really hoping for, and I think the committee will get this right ultimately. I really hope no one's punished if let's say someone does go one and three in this district. 
Um, I'm hoping no one gets punished for it and they're able to, you know, because you can go one and three in this district and lose the games by combined like 15 points. Yeah. Like that's a that's a real possibility there. So I, I'm hoping that nobody uh, that you know even the the fourth place team in the district ends up as you know in the playoffs with a because you and no top seed would want to see them in their yeah. uh, in their part of the bracket there. Um, but I think I think for here here's my guess for Robertson. I think. Uh, Name to keep an eye on Mateo Contreras. That that's my guy for this one because Raton is big and physical up front. Robertson's going to run the ball. They're going to do what they do. He's kind of their explosive option in the passing game. He he's their explosive option there. So he's an intriguing kind of weapon. And I talked about you know Matt Qualitari and how good of an athlete he is on defense playing linebacker. Well, Mateo is a, you know he's a six foot two, six foot three wide receiver, really fast. Um, and Qualitary is probably going to be playing inside, focus on the running game with Matt Gonzalez and Jesse James Gonzalez in the backfield, Isaiah Estrada as well, who had a really good game last week. Um, so I think he'll play inside. So Mateo might have some opportunities against Raton, you know, some of Raton's guys who are not their best athletes. Yeah. He might have an opportunity to make a big player too. And he's their outside linebacker. So we talk about setting the edge. Yeah. He's someone who's going to be responsible for setting the edge right there. Um, so he, he, I think he's going to play a huge role in this game. And I think he's kind of that X factor for Robertson where if he plays, he makes a big player too on offense and he's able to, you know, fulfill his assignments on defense. That's going to bode well for the Cardinals. If they want to walk out of, uh, the up, the most Northern New Mexico with a right. victory on, uh, yeah. with, with a victory on Friday night. Yeah, no. And I think that this is, you know, we talk about it being a measuring stick for, Weston Robertson individually those games against Raton. I mean, it's going to be a measuring stick as a for comparison's sake for all those teams against each other after this. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have you'll have game film on all three of those teams playing each other. So it will be you know you'll have a better idea of what the hierarchy mm-hmm. really is in three A football after this week. Man, how about St. Mike sitting to sit back and watch all this play out before they play any of these schools? Yeah, it's great for them. I mean, you talk about Robertson having an advantage. St. Mike's has the ultimate advantage here with these three teams getting to beat up on each other before they ever have to face any of them. Now, I will say this, though. Roberts, uh, St. Mike's last three games of the season is Wes, Robertson, and Raton. That's a that's about as brutal a three game stretch as that's you can a, have. That's a gauntlet right there. Yeah, uh, Robertson is the same stretch, but at least they get a bye thrown in there. <laughs> they, get, yeah. they get they get a week off after the, what's going to be a barn burner up in Raton this weekend. St. Mike's gets them all in a row, and then they got to hope they get one of those buys in the playoffs because then they go into now. Of course, they control their own destiny there. Yeah. They go and run the table in that. Well, they'll be the number one seed, and they you know they won't have to worry about if they get a bye week because yeah. they, they will be getting the bye week. Right. Um, so they control their own destiny there, but yeah, it's, at least Robertson gets a bye week thrown in there. They uh, so they get they at least get that in there. But no, I am I just can't wait to see how all, I can't wait to see how all this plays out this weekend. And again, and we talk and we're talking a lot about Robertson and Raton, and that is you know the game of the week this week. But Weston Dexter is not a bad uh, not a bad number two game right there. Two top, they're both in the top seven. Um, you know, non it's a non-district game, but that's one where, uh, you know, that's one where playoff seeding comes into play as well because, yeah. you know, Dexter is going to, you know, be one of the best, not the best team in their district. If Wes can go get a win there over a potential district champion, that's mm-hmm. going to look really good on their resume, another pelt on the wall for them. And it's yeah. a, a bounce-back opportunity. And, it's you know, it's a chance for, you know, 
for West the first time this season to, you know, how are they going to bounce back from adversity? Robertson yeah. got, you know, they tasted that week one. They got beat by Santa Fe High, which a lot of people were surprised by. And I told them, no, not, nothing surprising there. Santa Fe High was just a better football team at that, at least at that time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Robertson got the chance to respond. They have, and West is now getting that opportunity to respond. And every, you know, right. all good teams have to overcome adversity at some point. So right. they, this is this is going to be West opportunity. So I'm I'm excited to see how they look. Is now after you know coming off you know playing Raton, they're going to play Dexter and get St. Mike's next week. This is their three game stretch right here. Right, and you know we when we talk about West, a lot of times as as fans, people like you know if the, if a win is recorded, they like to just overlook any flaws that happened during mm-hmm. the games. And to say that yes, West was undefeated going into that game against Raton, but they were far from a perfect team. I mean, they they had three runbacks in a row on kickoff returns against Los Alamos that mm-hmm. went for touchdowns. Like they to say that they were playing at the top of their potential would not have been true. And so, but a lot of that gets overlooked when you're putting a win on the scoreboard. Mm. So, you know, I think that honestly losing that game to Raton in a close fashion Uh was probably the best thing that could have happened to them because they needed a little bit of a reality check in terms of, yes, we have flaws that we need to overcome and fix. And now they'll have the opportunity to do so. I feel like I'm talking to Adrian Gonzalez now because this is something we talked about where it's hard. When you win a game, when you put seventy-two points on the board, as a coach, it's hard to go into film. When you go into film session that Saturday, or if you go in on Monday, it's hard to go into film and say we did X, Y, and Z wrong. Because you know, if I remember being, you know, I was seventeen years old at one point and I was an athlete and I sat in film after blowout victories when coach tried to correct me on stuff. It's like. Coach, we put up 72 points. What are you going to try to correct this on? Right. So it's not that there aren't flaws there. Mm-hmm. And not and we said Weston's a perfect team. Robertson is a perfect team. Raton, you know, um, they certainly had things to correct on film as well mm-hmm. following, the, following their game against West. But it's easier to hear those things yeah. after a loss when you have stumbled a little bit versus when you are not just winning but putting up yeah. the amount of points that West was. Yeah. When you're putting up. 64 points, 72 points, 50-some-odd points. Their their lowest-scoring game of the season before that was 34, and since then I think they had averaged 52 or 53 points a game. Yeah. Like – and so if you're on offense, and, Adri- and Adrian's, you know, an offensive guy. He was an offensive coordinator before he became a head coach. So he's in there with the offense saying, hey, we need to block this up better. We need to make this decision quicker. We need to make this read instead of this read there. We made the wrong read here. But I made the wrong read, but it wound up in a touchdown, coach. Like, yeah. it's hard to hear It's hard to hear the flaws yeah. when, when the results are good. Um, it's hard. To, so it's just hard to hear that. And that's – I think Robertson is going to get – it was good for them. They got that early in the mm-hmm. season. They got they got that loss, and there's still kind of a taste in their mouth. And they had yeah. a really close call against uh, Rio Doso, but it's going to be another one now. They've had several blowout victories, so this is going to be one regardless of the result. I certainly don't anticipate a blowout on either side of this one. No, um, this is going to be one regardless of the result. It's going to be pretty easy to go into film, you know, over the weekend and say, "Hey, we." Maybe you know, maybe Robertson wins. Maybe they lose. Either way, maybe we didn't do this very well. We didn't do yeah. that very well. And that's something that it, over the course of a season for a football team, it's not something that the fans see on Friday when they see the team play. Yeah. But it is something at all levels, NFL, college, high school. 
it is important to correct these things over the course of a season. You know, one thing Adrian one thing Adrian said to me last week was, if we're the same team in week one as we are in week 10, we're not doing our job. These coaches' job is to make sure that, you know, that last week of October, first week of November, end of the regular season, beginning of the playoffs, that they are the best versions of yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. And no team is the best version of themselves right now. If you are the best version of yourself, that's probably not going to result in the blue trophy, which is everyone's goal here. Yeah. So this is a really good opportunity for for West to kind of you know to fix the mistakes that they had made, and and of course a big opportunity for Robertson to uh, you know get their biggest win of the season. Absolutely. So I think that just about wraps us up here. We've beat we've beat this. Uh, I think we beat this topic to death here, but I'm I'm excited for it. Um, and of course, we had we had some really good uh, things happen here in Vegas this week. The uh, East West um, girls soccer first time they met as varsity opponents. Going to be a story on that in Friday's paper. It's already up online as we were recording this. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, Robertson cross country runner Taylor Quintana is having an outstanding year, winning three of five events so far. Is got another one coming up? An interesting family dynamic at play there as well. And it was fun to talk to her and the coaches, and even parents, about uh, about how that's all played out. So a lot going on here in uh, here in Vegas sports. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And uh, I'm going to enjoy my Astros in the playoffs. And I'm saying that because Phil's Cardinals got knocked out last night. Yeah, let's not rub that in too deep there, game. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next week. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was this week's episode of the Optic Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe to the show. Leave a review on iTunes if you can. Enjoy the great week of football we have ahead. Enjoy the baseball playoff starting. I mentioned it at the end of the show, Phil, being from St. Louis, from that area. The Cardinals lost last night, so he was a little heartbroken. Uh, he was a little heartbroken today, but my Astros are uh, my Astros are on today. Mine and Leroy Gonzalez, the Robertson head football coach, our Astros are uh, starting play today. And as recording this outro, they're up 6-0 in the bottom of the fifth. Jordan Alvarez just hit a home run. Enjoy the playoff baseball. I know there's a lot of Dodger fans in this region. Dodgers had a big win last night. Uh, man, how fun would an Astros-Dodgers World Series be? That'd be that'd be a ton of fun. But enjoy the, high, the, enjoy the high school football. We had a great weekend. Raton, uh, Robertson travels to Raton, West travels to Dexter, big weekend in 3A football, really looking forward to it, y'all have a great weekend, we'll see y'all next week.